0: Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Milan Vukovic with Tahibo Tea at 818 610 8088.
1: This is your Half Empty Cup of Joe.
0: Pour a cup of this good smelling coffee. It will taste
1: as good as it smells. This show is hosted by Joe Jaquint and Jason Walker. Because half a cup is better than no cup.
2: Good morning and welcome. The half empty cup. Joe and Jason wrapping up the week here on this Friday. And uh, we're real fortunate today. uh, Glenn Tate. Uh, from Prepping 2.0 uh, has uh, been able to, to free up some time for us today uh, and we always have fun when Glenn's on
0: yeah yeah there's always you know he was, he's got his eyes on what's going on just like uh, a lot of our guests and so uh, Glenn we didn't, we didn't talk a whole lot but I'm, I'm guessing you probably have something or, uh, or two that you want to talk about
3: well yeah but I kind of wanted to open it up either you guys or callers kind of a potpourri um there's so Go many ahead. things to talk about i didn't want to hog up the uh the agenda basically so um i'm happy to to you know take in whatever comes at me
0: joe what do you got you got anything uh that since you took the day off yesterday did anything catch your eye in your day off so so called well
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it, yeah, it, it's those days off that really aren't a day off, but you, you've got to take the day off uh, to, to, to get them done. The one thing that did catch my eye, you know, we did that show about that Chinese lab, uh, that the – do you know that the second largest uh, foreign owner of U.S. land is the Chinese Communist Party, uh, one of their billionaires? I'm not even going to tr- try to – Pronounce his name, but he is the chairman and CEO of Shanda Group, and now owns 200,000 acres of land in Oregon alone. Uh, he is a a member, an executive member of the CCP, right, the, the Communist Chinese Party. Uh, he acquired 198,000 acres uh, in Oregon. Uh, He's second to a Canadian family that owns a million acres in Maine. Uh, He also bought another 33,000 acres somewhere else. So, uh, again, land ownership, we're seeing these billionaires uh, from all over the world, Glenn, gobbling up land.
3: Yeah, it's really distressing, not just the countries that are, you know, these people are, are, owned by, in the case of the Chinese Communist Party, you got to wonder what they're uh, spending all this money on. What are they getting out of it? And I think a lot of the land is agricultural land, which scares the bejesus out of me, because that means, in the case of China, an enemy of the United States is going to own a fair amount of our food production. And uh, that should scare people. And if people think that countries don't use access to food as a weapon, uh, you need to crack open a book on world history and see that it happens a lot. In fact, I would say it's the rule, not the exception, if you go back in time. So I'm really concerned with Chinese and others, uh, candidly, the Canadians don't concern me nearly as much as the communist Chinese when it comes to buying up farmland. And I'll notice that, that there are a couple states, my state of Montana included, that have prohibited, uh, South Dakota comes to mind too, prohibited Chinese communists in particular, and a couple others like, you know, North Korea, but North Korea doesn't have, you know, too many U.S. dollars lying around to buy land with, so I'm not worried about them. But it um, prohibits foreign enemies of the United States from buying land because the Chinese, this is for real, okay, this is not Internet lore. In In Montana, we have an incredibly important uh Air Force Base, missile base, basically, and radar facility called Malmstrom Air Force Base. The Chinese were buying up all the land around the base. If it, why else would you do that? I mean, it, let me tell you, it's not scenic land either. I, I've been to Malmstrom Air Force Base; it is it is not a resort town. So you got to wonder about this. And I think that for people to not put two and two together and realize that this is, um. Not just business. This is something more nefarious is is troubling. And those numbers
0: astound me. I mean, I thought it was bad. I didn't fully realize how bad it is. You know, maybe I'll uh, I'll put the fifth segment uh, positive spin on this. while Glenn, because Glenn has to leave the show early today. Uh, Maybe uh, maybe we get Trump elected. And then he comes in and he, he passes this, you know, because, you know, the economy's kind of going the wrong direction. He'll, he'll just pass this enormously outrageous foreign owners of American land tax, and uh, we can make a bunch of money off this thing. I mean, come on, just go ahead and join it, buy it all up, and we'll uh, we'll give you 100% more taxes than anybody that's uh, domestically owned, you know. We, we should spin this thing around. And, you know, they already bought the land, so they already spent that money. Make them just just tax the hell out of it, right, right, Glenn? I, wouldn't that wouldn't that be a kind of a positive spin on this? Make, make them really, you know, make them make them pay till they bleed out their nose. Well, if the taxes were so high that
3: they couldn't get a return on their investment, they just default <laughs> on their loans. Well, that would and, be good. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Of, <laughs> there you yeah, go, Glenn. Exactly. Would be Either they pay it. Itself. They pay they, it, or they lose be, it. They pay it, or they lose it. Yeah, well, they would they would lose it. They would default to the central bank of China which I'm not sure is a bad thing from the u s strategic interest for the Chinese central bank to have even more defaults than they already have, and they're they're
0: hiding that and covering it up so yeah, I don't know interesting well listen interesting listen I, I, I've learned some stuff about it, so tax liens when it comes to when it comes to property at least in this country uh, ahead of the bank is the tax lien, so if they decide to default on taxes. The government would then be at first in line to re, uh, reappropriate the land ahead of the Bank of China. The Bank of China would lose on their loans. Sounds like a pretty good plan, doesn't it, Glenn? I sure. I mean, it could be. It could <laughs> well, be. you know, we got,
2: you're making an assumption that the Bank of China holds the loan. Why do I get a feeling right, it's JP right. Morgan or BNA, yes. right? You know.
0: Yes, yes. Well, if, the, if, if J.P. Morgan loses, that's kind of cool, too. I mean, I guess it goes to our government, so I guess that doesn't really help anything. But, but you know, let, let, let all these all, all these entities that are corrupt fight it out and, and, and give themselves a bunch of headaches. You know, it sounds like it, would, it, would, it wouldn't hurt the taxpayer quite as much if, uh, if China's having to pay a whole lot of the tax on this land that they're conquering, Glenn. <laughs>
3: I love your spirit of positivity, Jason. You you make me happy. I'm smiling. No one can see because there's no video.
0: (laughs) We'll be back. We got more. Yeah, a lot more with Glenn Tate, Joe, and Jason. Stay with us. Do something. The half-empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by James Morgan, a realtor, with Grisham & Associates, LLC, at
5: 720-203-0731.
2: Cup eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty. 536 1360. If you want to call or text in uh, something uh, you want to talk about, I mean, Glenn, obviously the primaries, uh, the Iowa caucus uh, is coming up. Chris Christie uh, dropped out of the race, and you know, uh, I, I think accidentally on purpose uh, kind of dropped a bomb on on nikki haley and desantis on his way out the door uh and then of course you know uh, the trump uh on the ballot thing getting ready to go to the Supreme court uh, give us your thoughts i know you know you're you're uh you're kind of our politics guy
3: <laughs> well thank you i don't know that that's a thank you though that might be an insult who knows but um, I'll be honest with you. This is anticlimactic. I haven't been following the primaries that much just because everybody knows Donald Trump's going to win, uh, the primary, that is. And so it's kind of ho-hum. I know the viewership of those, and I haven't seen them. I've just heard people tell me about those awful debates. They're just, they're so tedious. It's a bunch of amateur comedy, one-liner zingers. It's just complete theater. It's It's just silly. Uh, there's, there's no real policy discussions going on. Again, then again, most Americans don't want policy discussions, but, um, I'm glad Chris Christie's out. He seems like uh, a very hateful guy. He seems like he's, he's running because a bunch of really rich people gave him a bunch of money uh, rich people don't like Donald Trump to try to bring up Trump's negatives. And Chris Christie, um, uh, failed at that. Um, Nikki Haley is is a neocon and would have us in 52 different wars. And it's kind of gratifying that most Republican primary voters aren't falling for that stuff um, anymore. I think there's been a real evolution of Republican primary voters, not the entire country, although I guess to an extent, it's the entire country. But some of the old stuff that would get you easy votes in in the presidential primary and it's not working anymore and Trump completely overshadows everybody um and then you know DeSantis I have to tell you kind of surprises me he's really fizzled out um I he's such a great policy guy one-on-one when he's when he's debating or getting getting into it with Members of the media, he's he's phenomenal. He's he's fantastic. Uh, more than once before this primary, you know, the the media would say something stupid to Ron DeSantis, and he'd come back and he'd say, "You're wrong," and here's why. And I would find myself cheering, saying, "Yeah, that's what I would say." And so he's got all this talent, but I mean, it's kind of a it's a retail one-on-one talent. He's got no wholesale um ability, and I'm I'm really surprised at how he's fizzled out. And. And I'm disappointed, candidly, in uh, President Trump for being so so petty, going after his, you know, DeSantis's, you know, cowboy boots that put apparently put an extra couple inches um, of height on DeSantis because apparently DeSantis is short. Who cares if somebody is is short or average height? I mean, it just seems so high school to me. So
0: Napoleon 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 was short. Napoleon was short. He did a little damage. Yeah, that's
3: right. I know Joe, you were trying to build this up and make it sound like I had something witty to say, but I don't, I'm just, I can't wait till it's over. I think it's functionally over. I think after Trump absolutely crushes in Ohio, uh, it is, it is indeed over. Um, I guess the only purpose the primaries really play is giving name ID to somebody who might step in should something bad happen to Trump and, um, I, I think the left has, has it out for Trump. I would not, surpri- I would not be surprised if somebody on the left tried to do something terrible um, uh, injury wise or otherwise to president Trump. So, you know, it's kind of maybe fighting over who's going to be backup. But I think that in the, in the primaries, everybody in those primaries has just, just disgrace themselves. I think the minute they open their mouths, people are just saying, Oh, cut it out. So yeah, that's what I think, or rather what I don't think about the primaries.
0: Maybe it all comes down to, uh, if you're, if we should say you're right and Trump's pretty much gonna, he's going to mop the floor in the primaries. Maybe it all comes down to the convention. Cause once again, it is, is it, it's a, a political party. It's not a, you know, it, it's, it's not, uh, It's not the general election where the people get to choose. This is a party that gets to choose. And and Joe's heard me talk about this all the time. You get to the convention, the Republican Party can almost choose whoever they want. Let's just say Nikki Haley becomes the only anti-Trump so-called candidate that's still going at the end, and she makes it to the – she makes it to the convention, and the convention just says, yeah, you know what, uh, we've decided to throw our weight behind Nikki Haley. Uh, I know that Trump got the votes, but the Republican Party is going this direction. They can absolutely do that, uh, Glenn. What would you say if that happened? Oh, I would be stunned because um, I know a couple people that
3: are going to be at the convention who actually have some votes from the Montana delegation, and it, they just wouldn't do it. I mean, I can't speak for every state, obviously, but I just I cannot imagine – That happening? Yes, can it legally happen or not legally? I guess administratively, it sure could. Um, This this party, the Republican Party, is is going to go nowhere without Donald Trump. Donald Trump is doing absolutely amazing things when it comes to energizing and turning out votes of independents and Republicans that haven't voted in twenty years because they're disgusted with the party. Uh, you should look at the uh, Virginia special elections. There were two Virginia state Senate seats that were up last week. And the number of votes that the the Republican legislative candidates got exceeded the number of Trump votes from 2020 from those dis, uh, districts by like 16 17%. So you've got people energized, way more people turning out for, of all things, Special elections for state Senate seats, not exactly a big marquee event, right? And so you've got people turning out like crazy for that stuff. And I have to think that a good chunk of the reason for that is Trump's national appeal. And people see him, and Joe brought this up, so we should talk about it. Um, They see the uh, Democrats trying to kick Trump off the ballot, and people get really mad. People that haven't maybe even ever voted um, are going to take – the 30 seconds it takes to register to vote because it's about how long it takes. Um, and they're going to, they're, and it only takes a few percentage points, one or two percentage points on the margins to get past the 50% threshold. Now, I assumes the votes are fairly counted, but you get past the margin of cheating, which is a couple percentage points. You got to get like really like 55% of the vote to get like 52% counted or whatever it is. The numbers vary by state. So you're going to have people tur- uh, turning out for the first time, and people really get it, the absolute absurdity of kicking people off the ballot, especially on these grounds. And it's not, it's a no-brainer. The United States Supreme Court is going to uh, keep him on the ballot. Uh, they're they're going to smack down the Colorado thing for a variety of reasons. that would take an hour to describe, but, I mean, it's, it's not even close. And this is coming from a guy who does not put his faith in a free republic. I do not put my faith in the United States Supreme Court. And I'm just telling you that there's just there's no way the court ends up kicking somebody off the ballot because the court would realize nobody for several generations will ever care about what they have to say or listen to what they have to say. Their credibility would be completely shot and in some weird ways that's more important to many of the members of that court than, you know, following the law. They don't get any any cool points. They don't get any adulation. They don't get any legacy out of just being known as a man or woman who followed the law. Nobody cares because nobody knows what the law is. What they get is, yes, they, you know, think of Board versus Brown of Education in 1954, which was a unanimous decision, and the Supreme Court got a lot of, I think, well-deserved credibility from that decision because that was not easy. Now, legally, it was super easy, but politically. You know 1954 that was a, a lifetime ago and so that's why this gets overturned plus the Supreme Court is looking at Colorado and Maine and Wyoming and the, the list goes on of all these cases they're just this is this ballot thing getting kicked off the ballot initially but not permanently I think is the best thing the best thing that ever happened to Donald Trump it's even better than getting indicted in four cases it's that big of a deal and I think we could see, and I was wrong in 2022, so let's be aware of my track record not being awesome. <laughs> um, I think that 2024, this could be a generational election where you're going to see a massive, at least at the federal presidential level, massive turnout, massive numbers for Donald Trump. And conceivably, that trickles down ballot, you know, in states. One of the reasons Colorado, the liberals in Colorado, of course, this is a Colorado show. So you guys care about that state. One of the reasons that the uh, decision I think happened was because uh, Colorado Democrats know that if Trump is not on the Colorado ballot, let's just focus on that one state, not the whole country. If Trump is not on the Colorado ballot, all these new Republican voters that are fired up and are finally going to get up off their duffs and, and register and actually vote, they're not going to vote for down ticket stuff. And so that, I think, is a motive for the Colorado Democrats, and, and it applies to all the Democrats in all the other states, because that down-ballot stuff is important. It's not the big prize, but it is certainly important. So um, thank you, Colorado Supreme Court, for trying to kick him off the ballot, because it's going to be known as the biggest political backfire in modern American uh, political history.
0: I might be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure, uh, Glenn, that uh, the the thing going to the Supreme Court is to kick him off the Republican primary ballot. This has nothing to do with the general election. I don't think Colorado's trying to kick him off the ballot for the election. It's about getting him off the Republican uh, primary ballot. So this might not have anything to do with the general election, right, Joe?
2: Yeah, right now it's, it's off of the primary ballot. I, I don't know how that would turn out, right? Hey, uh, if we kicked him off the primary ballot, does that automatically mean we kicked him off for the national ballot? I don't know, Glenn, if you would know. No, that. What, it would,
0: what, what it would do is create a lot of stress if, let's say, other states joined in and he's not on so many Republican ballots. Then, uh, let's say, Vivek Ramaswamy suddenly uh, surges. He then has enough uh, votes to, to get the uh, the Republican nomination, and then uh, Trump would probably just pop over to third party. Glenn, I, I, that's how I would see it, if, if it went that direction. No. I- I don't think so. And the reason is the
3: grounds the U.S.
0: Supreme Court
3: would overturn Colorado on would apply right. to every state, every primary, and the general election. And I think the Supreme Court, there there's a choice. So there's like eight really good reasons to overturn Colorado's decision. The one that I think is most likely is that Trump has never been charged, let alone convicted of insurrection. And it's completely unfair for him to just be sort of Accused by, like a Secretary of State, of being an insurrectionist, and now it's sort of determined, and so that would mean that he couldn't be kicked off any ballot. You no, know, no, but I, I was, I was
0: going, to and I was going down the path of let's just say the Supreme Court says, well, the Republican Party is a private organization; they can put whoever. They, let's just say, hey, they they rule that it's a private organization; they can put whoever they want on their ballot, and Colorado can just leave. On the, let's just 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 say the Supreme Court ruled that. Republican Party in any state can do what they want. If Trump was was off of enough states that he did not get the votes necessary, and then they elect whoever uh, Ron DeSantis, that would probably then push Trump to to third party, wouldn't you agree? I mean, I, you're right because no. the Supreme, Supreme Court will probably probably rule in favor of of not you know you know not not letting Colorado do that. But in, in the case they did, and it happened in other states, wouldn't that would affect the votes for the primary, wouldn't it?
3: Well, no, because the, the primaries are just basically state-conducted elections for a party to determine who its nominee is. And You were talking about the convention and how they can do what they want. If Trump is not the primary victor uh, for whatever reason, um, like being kicked off the ballots in many states, then at the national convention, the Republican Party would just uh, say, oh, those delegates – that go to Ron DeSantis because he won the primary. Yeah, we're not counting them. I mean, they can do whatever they want at the convention. And that's where I see the, the primaries not mattering, um, in, in the, in the end run. Now, I know it's kind of hard. If, if DeSantis clearly won all the primaries, it would be hard to not go with DeSantis, but I don't think DeSantis is going to win any primary. So remember the convention is the ultimate arbiter
6: of who the Republicans are.
0: I think we're going to get one more uh, segment with uh, Glenn Tate. Stay with us, Joe and Jason, a half-empty cup of Joe. We'll come right back.
4: KHNC is proud to carry My kind CBD products. Products include cocoa, top-shelf tinctures, hemp sab, moisturizing lotions, and retinol cream. They also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin. To see all the CBD products we carry, visit the station at Two South Parish or check us out online, go to 1360khnc.com, click on
6: the shop button.
4: J-Day's Appliance is an independent local appliance dealer focused on Main Street, not Wall Street. We offer top brands at great prices, service, and parts to help you keep your current appliances running. So think outside of the big box and think independent and save at j Appliance. Located at 132 E7th Street in Loveland, Colorado. Or give us a call at 970-669-1357. You can also visit our website at jdaysappliance.com. That's the letter J, daysappliance.com. Hey, honey, I've been looking all
5: over for you. The radio says there's an emergency. What are you doing down here?
6: I heard that, too. So I'm down here checking our preps, making sure we got enough Rocky Mountain Freeze-Dry Ice Cream.
5: I hope we do. We need Rocky Mountain Freeze-Dry Ice Cream. It's so sweet and creamy, comes in all the flavors I love, and it's essential in an emergency.
6: Yeah, and it melts in your mouth. They have vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, and a lot of other exciting flavors. It needs no refrigeration, and it lasts for 25 years, but I can't find it anywhere.
2: Mom, Dad, I have something to tell you. I ate all the Rocky Mountain Freeze Dry ice cream. (laughs) No!
6: Don't let this happen to your family. You need good snacks and treats for the moments that matter, especially when it's ice cream that doesn't melt. Go to RockyMountainFreezeDry.com and stock up on Rocky Mountain Freeze-Dry ice cream and candy today. Again, the website is rockymountainfreeze-dry.com.
5: Half empty cup of joe is sponsored
0: by Wagner Electric at 970 800 3693.
2: Joe and Jason, along with Glenn Tate, eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty. 536 1360 I want to shift gears a little bit here. The state of Texas. I want to get Glenn's opinion, though, you know, because uh, Glenn is a-, a lawyer. I know that this may not be his area of expertise, but they have seized control of a 47-acre park uh, in the city of Eagle Pass where uh, this park Uh, is a huge illegal uh, all the illegal aliens flooding through Uh, they've gone and barred the US border patrol from the property uh, which was being used as a staging area by the border patrol for the illegal aliens and uh, federal officials uh, are wondering what authority Texas officials have over the federal government. Uh, this is a this park. As far as I can tell, it's owned by the city of Eagle Pass, so it's not a it's not a federal park. It's not a state park. Looks like it's a city park, Glen. Uh, but uh, the state of Texas has seized control here.
3: I think it's fantastic, and I also think a federal judge is going to. Uh, tell the state of Texas that they have to let the feds do the feds federal stuff. Um, and, and, I don't, I don't like that outcome. Um, I don't think it's required by the law, but just knowing how federal courts look really down upon state and local officials. And, uh, there's this kind of this nebulous idea that if, if it's a federal thing and immigration is a federal issue, it's in the constitution one of the few <laughs> things that the federal government's empowered to do it by the text of the constitution. Um, and federal judges get really, um, defensive, I guess would be the word, um, about federal agencies. And I think it's great that Texas is doing this by the way, Texas, I don't know how many counties there are in Texas. There's a lot of them, like a hundred or something, 50 plus counties in Texas have declared that the, um, illegal situation is, And there's, I think it's Article 4, Section 4, off the top of my head, the U.S. Constitution says the federal government has an obligation to prevent invasions of states. I'm not saying that 50 counties saying there's an invasion means that Government, I think telling the feds they can't use this, this park and people are saying, well, what right do the feds have? Well, the feds have sort of, as I say, nebulous rights to enforce immigration laws. Um, they can, the feds can, for example, uh, do warrantless searches uh, near the border. The question of what near is is a debated one. So the feds do have some immigration powers on state lands, basically. And I don't know how... I, I think I know actually how that would go. I think a federal judge sides with the U.S. government. A federal judge sided with the U.S. government when it came to uh, the Fed saying that Texas could not put up those uh, buoys in the river to, physical, to be a physical barrier. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's yet another example of Texas. By the way, the, the most brilliant political move uh, the past decade, in my opinion, is Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. Who uh, started sending illegals to blue cities like Martha's Vineyard, and uh, that was the, mo- the absolutely political brilliance. So I got to give Texas credit because I think the government of Texas, the state government in particular, is not just mouthing you know stuff. I think they're doing stuff like fueling up buses um, and uh, and now doing this. So it's it's just another bit of evidence of the, the unraveling of the hunky-dory relationship between states and the federal government. Uh, that's not to say there's going to be a war. God, obviously, we hope there's not a war. But, I mean, it's another sign that things are not business as usual, where the the states and the federal government are kind
2: of the same thing. What do you guys
0: think? Joe?
2: Well, I think, for me, you hit it right there at the end. Right? This is... Uh, another one, uh, you know, another log on, on this fire uh, about uh, what's going on at in, in government at the federal level, and, and wanting uh, certain states wanting uh, less government in in, in a situation. Uh, as we're watching these things play out, I we just see more and more. You know, you at the local level, you see it at at, at school board meetings. Uh, you see it at, at uh, in some places at, at the city meetings. Uh, Chicago, as an example, the citizenry overwhelmingly decided. You know what? We want to vote to whether we want to be a sanctuary city. Uh, and the city council just said, "Well, nah, nah, no, no, we're we're not doing that. We're, you're going to do what we say." I, I think this is a growing trend, Jason.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and as uh, uh, Glenn had pointed out, you know, uh, Texas can't solve the nation's problems, but it's, I guess in this case, uh, sending, sending the illegals off. You know, if that's what it would be, you want to pay for that, which uh, shouldn't, you know, just a little bit of gas and a bus, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's a great way to go. I Personally, uh, Glenn, what, what about this? I, I mean, I guess if I was governor, I always put myself, well, if I was governor, I, I have this thing called the Texas National Guard. Why I just put those guys on the border and stop it?
3: Yeah, I, I think that could be the next step. I think that the authorities in Texas, primarily the governor's office, I think they're doing measured things in various steps, and they're, they're reluctant to go to that, that stage because what if the federal government masses troops also? Nobody wants to see that. And so, I mean, that's kind of the direction this might be going into. Texas also passed a law that says it's a state crime to be an illegal uh, alien. And uh, it always been a federal crime. Of course, that is is not enforced. Um, But, you know, entering the U.S. illegally. Um, So, you know, theoretically, Texas has a legal power unless or until a federal judge tells Texas they can't make it illegal to be illegal (laughs) um that uh maybe texas starts enforcing that i just think that it's interesting the direction texas is going seems to be the direction of being more bold and uh and you don't normally see that kind of stuff i mean when else have we seen this you know it's very very limited very specific things where there might be a western state that doesn't like some little thing the federal government's doing, uh, you know. I mean, Montana uh, wouldn't abide by the uh, federal uh, speed limits on interstates until their uh, their their tax their um, gas tax money was threatened, and then they uh, made it let's say eighty five miles an hour. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're seeing a new trend of boldness by Texas and other states, and, Stop and I hope nothing bad. Happens.
0: Do something That was Glenn Tate. You're I'm listening fishing. to On a Half 50 Cup of Joe. We'll be right back Do after the commercial something. break.
1: Any major disaster, especially weather-related, when the power goes out, can cause people to suddenly panic. Within hours, grocery store shelves in your area can be picked clean, food supply lines get interrupted, and food is hard to find. At that point, it's too late to do anything about it. You must survive only on the food you already have in your home. Or risk waiting for the government to respond while you're standing in food lines. So ask yourself, do you have enough food in your home to last for weeks or months?
5: Reasons to own gold. Reason number one. Culturally,
2: the golden rule is treating others as you want to be treated. But financially, the golden rule is those that have the gold make the rules. When you retire, make sure you can write your rules. Call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. We're back here. I want to thank uh, Glenn Tate. Uh, he had to go, but uh, he left us in a really good spot because this is this is kind of where I'm going. So, first of all, Texas is going to deploy the National Guard to this park uh, in Eagle Pass. Uh, but I think this is what it will come down to uh, is, okay. Texas, that's what you want to do, and then they just cut off the money. Uh, Glenn talked about uh, the speed limit in Montana. Here in Arizona, uh, MLK Day—that uh, was okay. You don't want to do MLK Day? Well, great. We'll just stop giving you uh, the 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 highway money, the freeway money, whatever money, uh, in, in this, and get you to comply that way.
0: Yes, that's uh, that's precisely what David that David Night piece that I play about. Trump and COVID saying, Hey, Trump is completely complicit. You know, he didn't make the rules of Washington. So when he was president, if he really didn't want mask mandates, he didn't want to force vaccine mandates. He could have cut funding for anyone that was forcing that, right? Which is a, well, look, so Trump wanted this to happen. So any president that's their weapon, right? The bureaucracy has given them the power to cut the funding, Joe, when it, when something is being done by a state that doesn't comply. So I guess the question would be, is Texas financially in a place where they don't need the federal funding? Are they putting themselves financially separate from fe- federal funding, and can they handle that? So uh, there's a few red states, Joe, that are, are close to the point where they can just say, hey, we don't need your federal funding. We're going to do it our way, and that's that's the state you actually want to live in And when things get uh, go down the river that far, Joe.
2: Yeah, and it's just another example, though, right? This, they have too much power. The federal government has too much power no. and
0: debt because uh, of debt
2: right and using you know this is and listen we do the same thing right what what, what do we do uh what are we doing with, with russia as, as we speak right now Well, we're going to use money as the weapon uh, there's talk now because uh congress is really not wanting uh to give more money to ukraine uh we've got about 300 billion dollars in russian assets uh, there's talk about the government saying, "Hey, we're just going to seize it, and we're going to use that." Uh, that would, I think, that's a horrible idea. All of that's going to do is tell the rest of the world, "Don't do business with the United States." It's going to get more countries to brick. It's going to send more countries to China. Uh, this is, you know, this it's a slippery slope when it comes to uh, using. It. It's one thing when you use it a tool against the your own citizenry in your own country uh but when you start wielding this and of course we've done it time and time and time again uh it, it creates problems
0: yeah uh, that's when it comes to foreign nations like yeah there's a little bit more of a slippery slope uh there but uh i don't know i mean if you want to be a a a country that stands on its own two feet like we're talking about texas as a state standing on its own two feet that would be the way to go. You're right, Joe. It would cause a lot more problems. But it's all about your strength to stand on your own. And in a, a, a continually developing world situation, world-financed, uh, you know, the, the new world order or whatever you want to call it, individual cities, states, and countries don't seem to fare too well, Joe. The debt slavery that's been unleashed upon the whole planet is is caused – no independence of any kind everybody is you know leveraged towards their debt they, they're dependent upon their debt you know so if you if i don't know how, where, where texas is i don't know where their debt is i have a feeling as big as that state is they probably have a lot of debt and if the federal government defunds just like you're saying i bet i bet texas would probably capitulate joe
2: yeah they'll end up having to comply uh, switching gears i got to do this one uh finally i don't i don't know what happened I don't know if uh, uh, it was a Fauci stunt double, uh, if he found Jesus. Uh, I don't know. Uh, unfortunately for us, it was closed door. So, so you don't get him on TV uttering the following. Uh, but it's another example of how important a station like 1360 is in a clo- closed-door Congressional testimony, former Chief White House Medical Advisor Anthony Fauci said that federal social distancing guidelines during the pandemic was likely not based on any data and, or any science. Really, that's really what he said, not based on wasn't based on any science. So in other words, Hey, that whole six-foot rule thing, yeah, that was BS, right? that, that was BS. I mean, that's that's what he's saying, which we do. He also conceded that the lab leak hypothesis as a origin or possible origin for COVID-19 is not a conspiracy theory. Holy what? Well, I mean, of course, anybody uh, that had any type of, you know, functional thinking and cognitive thinking knew that already. But, again, it's important to bring this out. The truth eventually comes out, uh, but, but you know, not in front of everybody, Jason.
0: Well, is it the truth, or uh, since it is a closed-door meeting, did somebody uh – much more in the know, uh, in the closed door meeting, show him, yeah, here, take a look at this. Don't say anything. Just look at this and showed him exactly what was actually going on. He's like, Oh, and the, what was he coached? How about that, Joe? You know, he is a government uh, employee. He's going to do what his government overseers tell him to do. He ain't the most powerful man in America. So, uh, why, why change in the closed door meeting? What else? Here's the thing. Here's the, here's what you got out of it. But what did they didn't say about the closed door meeting? You know, I, I used to joke, uh, about uh, when Trump uh, was elected and uh, they always have that traditional one-on-one outgoing president meeting with the incoming president so Obama and 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 Donald Trump went into the White House had their meeting during that time that was the, you know 2016 2017 that was when Trump was at his best you know he was at his most confident and he came out of that meeting looking white as a ghost he looked unconfident he was sweating he looked unhappy he almost looked like he ate something bad that's what I'm. That's all. That's where I go, Joe. When it comes to this, why? Why suddenly in a closed-door meeting would he admit such things? Is that what they want him to admit in a closed-door meeting so he doesn't get, I guess, crucified in front of Congress?
2: Well, yeah, exactly. Hey, let's just tell. Let's tell the truth here now, when when no cameras are. That way, we don't have to do it in, in front of the cameras. Right? True. Absolutely.
4: little song I wrote.
7: You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy.
2: Life- Final segment of the half-empty cup. Uh, something positive. I think that news positive. You know what would be positive? If we get the view right, get Joe Bear, Whoopi Goldberg to, to just be outraged uh, by wait, oh my gosh, he Eli- where's Howard Stern? Remember Howard Stern uh, and all the freaking out that he did, right? All uh, uh, attacking all of us, uh, and, and the and the realities are uh, the the truth was always on our side. Even even the men, now Fauci with masks, he said this in another closed door meeting, a different closed door meeting. Well. Yeah, I know the the data overall doesn't support mask wearing, but maybe, you know, but we you know in a smaller environment we still like, you know we still like it. I don't know what that means, right? Because he was saying, well, when you when you take a, a, a large chunk of it, you know, uh, right? well, if you use the whole city of Phoenix, I guess masks don't work. But uh, you know, if we just said in this little room here, then we think maybe it does. I mean, nonsense. But Jason, uh, kudos to, to Rand Paul. I, I mean, it seems like that if Rand Paul hadn't pursued this, that this would this would have gone away. I, I don't know that anybody else uh, was willing to carry the flag, but a big shout out to him uh, because let's face it, two big pieces here. Yeah, the lab leak there yet yeah, could be. Right now, did he say that's what it was? No, but he said, "Yeah, it's definitely not. That was not a conspiracy theory." uh And oh, by the way, that six-foot social distancing thing—that's really not based on any data or science at all.
0: Yep. So, so uh I guess that's good. You know, he didn't say it out in public, but uh, I guess <laughs> as as much as we can believe the closed-door meeting, I, you know me, Joe. I'm the ultimate skeptic, and. And uh, there's got to be a reason they really want him to talk about it being a, a possible lab leak. They're, you know, for, there's got to be a lot of credibility that leans even heavier towards the lab leak that if you can get uh, Fauci to finally say it. So, I think that's why that's that's that piece has been leaked out for everyone to see. So, well, we'll we'll see what comes of it. It's was kind of interesting right, how we you know, did you know, the I, I
2: hear, Let me let me read between the lines. Uh, see if I've got uh, Jason figured out. I think a bunch of you in the audience are probably. Uh, gonna shake your head in agreement with me. Are you saying that now? That hey, it's okay if you believe it's a lab leak because uh, you still don't know the truth, right? It, yeah, it, that's exactly it, what it, it is. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a bat in the cave, and it wasn't a lab leak. But go ahead and believe either one of those because that'll keep you from knowing the real truth.
0: Correct, correct, and what I what I miss on the uh, as the analogy was when when Trump and Obama had their closed door meeting, what they showed Trump that made him so white as a ghost is another angle of film of of the JFK shooting, saying uh, yeah yeah you're you're no longer going to do what you want, you know it's and that's uh, that's why he suddenly became a different type of president after he was elected, you know so I, that 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 sort of thing I think goes on Joe for sure, you know that I don't I don't believe that that uh, Fauci believes it was a lab accident, I think he has. His his theories versus you know how he's learned how things work, and what if he was just shown? Okay, Fauci, it's time for you to uh, it's time for you to like let Rand Paul have this. We want Rand Paul and, and the lab leaking people to have this because if something if it is something else, if there's something else that caused COVID, and let's just say it's going to happen again, and when the, uh, let's just say we hit six G, they want lab leaks. They want that California Chinese lab to come out again later. They want that story to come out, Joe, right?
2: And one last piece of good news. John Hopkins University School of Medicine said that they are now going to rescind the DEI memo calling white Christian English-speaking people privileged. So they're going to rescind that. All right. Way to go, John Hopkins. God bless everybody. Jason and I will be back next week. Stop, bitching. Do something. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD